As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's do it. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. Once again, Alec Burks. Guarding it from the start, Wiggins again. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king in the NBA! Number 29-74. The man who changed the game. The igniter of the three-point revolution in the NBA. And now he stands alone at the top. Of the three point list. Let's bring DA into the conversation here. Welcome to Who Comma is Jason on the Athletic Podcast Network. I turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs, like the bullets in his braggadocia. I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than Shaq. With David, David Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing him. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he had their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. It was popping in there. And Marcus Thompson. I just can't get with this idea of taking one hour of content yeah. and finding the morsel that might pop and blowing at him. Who's the Jason? Welcome to Hoop 5, 4, we have ignition. Stay mellow, my friends. The comma is... May, may I introduce you properly to you the guest of the program this week? <laughs> <laughs> It is another edition of Hoops Jason on the Athletic NBA Show. David Aldridge with the struggling Wizards here in D.C. I don't know what's up with the boys. They they are booty now. Still in the Bay. Now we got two people in the Bay with the, with the hottest team in the world. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Marcus Thompson and my man, Tim Kawakami. Gentlemen, are your Warriors in New York yet? Because there was some concern about their travel arrangements. As we tape on a Tuesday. I think they're just about there, right, MC? I think they're just about there. This is going to be great for them. They're going to land in New York. I think it was the plan was land about 2 p.m. New York time. And, and go straight to the arena. Basically, yeah, you <laughs> go, go to the, the arena. arena. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Steph's starting his pregame routine on the plane, I think. Exactly. He, he's, got, he, he's got to start dribbling, uh, doing the two-dribble I, I think thing. He, on, I think on, he made on, a shot from the left wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, wow. That's pretty MD. good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, you been saving that good. one, MC? <laughs> that was uh, good. Yeah, that was this good. is going to be a bizarre game. Uh, and Draymond's and already other, pissed, TK. Like, he's already yeah, good. It was last night. In any other circumstance, they would sit Steph Curry, right? They would absolutely right. sit Steph Curry, but because of the record, because of Madison Square, because, yep. of, because of TNT, because I think the commissioner might be involved in this. <laughs> uh, maybe, theoretically, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I just, just, just want to be on that call, not TK. DA was on the call. He was on the call. Between TNT, Silver, Joe Licka, yeah. let's go. Oh, they said, you're playing oh, them. No, no, they probably called them yesterday. They said, you are playing these guys. You do whatever you want to do in Indiana. You are playing them on TNT and Madison Square. Well, and I think they, they didn't they, say I think how long he had to play. Exactly. Exactly. It might be like try to get him out there for the record, you know, let him make three in the first quarter and then exactly play them very spar- sparsely sparsely from there on uh, yeah, absolutely. but they're, they're, i guess that there was always the kind of sort of the plan they're kind of targeting you you know if they could if he didn't go for a burst here or there they were looking at, at tnt and anyway, it's a good what? show they're, they're a show you know they don't mind putting on a show a national thing at madison square you know it, it's, yeah. it, it, it does feel right they're going to be exhausted but you know how you sometimes get the adrenaline when you're exhausted sure, like you get that sure. one thing like one more push it. yeah exactly then 10 minutes then, and then, then, yeah. then two days off in New York so they can get even more tired. <laughs> they can get even more exhausted. Uh, so but, why do you think, because they were talking like he was going to he was gonna take the night off in Indy on yeah. Monday. Why do you think he, they changed their minds on that? Because they the lost L. the Philly. Yeah, yeah. yeah the L. Think the, that was it? Okay. Yep. okay. Losing yeah. the Philly, uh, they, they don't really like back-to-back losses. They like to pride themselves on bouncing back. A little tougher to do that right. with Stephen Draymond on the bench. That's a tough, that's yeah, a tough that's bounce awesome. back, but... I wonder. I, I wonder. Suppose. I wonder. At what point did Steph decide I'm okay doing this in Indiana? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was when he wasn't shooting the ball real well in Philadelphia. Like, he just doesn't want. Like, I think they don't. They they talk themselves into these things sometimes. Like, they start talking about make him making 16 and Steph himself did and breaking both records in the same game. And that's like you start talking about that stuff and you don't don't come close. You start to feel disappointed and you want to make up for it the next game and then you don't do it the next game. You want to make it up for the next game. I, I think it does build up some internal pressure and you know, they're competitive guys and Steph, yeah. Steph doesn't want to have everyone going, oh, he didn't do it again. He didn't do it again. He didn't do it again. And yeah. it gets a little life of its own. And I think that's what Draymond was talking about last night. It's like, you know, they're not going, waking up in the morning going, let's get Steph the record. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. You know, but it's like every time they have the ball and, you know, yeah. Mark, Marcus and I talk about this all the time. Like you, you, you're conscious of Steph no matter what. Like you, these guys don't take shots that they normally would take because they're, well, there's Steph over there. I might as well just pass yeah. it to him. Yeah. Uh, and it was doubly so with Durant on the floor with both with those two guys on the floor together. But now I just think it is it is a little bit of a burden and they want to get it done with uh, the, uh, the plan was probably to get it done with before Indianapolis uh, and then, you know, take and let them take that game off and, and then see what happens at TNT. Then it, then it became, okay, won't get it done. Let's take the Indianapolis off and go do it. And then it just became these losses pile up. And I'm like, they're pride. You know, they don't want it to be about the streak. They don't right. want it to be about. It's always a, this yeah. is what I wrote about. It's yeah. always about something yes. with them. Yeah. I mean, that, and, I'll, and I, I just mean that's life in the fishbowl, life in the circus. It's going to be clay when clay comes back in two mm-hmm. weeks. Oh, is he, you know, if he doesn't come back and score 30, is he hurting the chemistry? You know how this is going to go. So, you know, I, I I do wonder, and Draymond said they were used to it, and Steph said they were used to it, and Steve said they were used to it. I know they're used to it, but you got a lot of guys on this roster who aren't used to that kind of 
kind of funhouse version of yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at yourself in a funhouse mirror and it's distorted and it's not really what you're what you're about and what you're trying to do. But that's what people think when they hear oh, people yeah. talk about the Warriors. It's it's this weird thing that it's not what it is. And I just wonder if they've how you convey that to a James Wiseman who's never had to experience that before or the even to Jordan, in the Jordan Jordan Poole, who's never yeah, had Jordan to experience Poole. that before. Well, one guy you don't have to convey it to is Jordan Poole. <laughs> Jordan Poole lives, lives, but he's like, hold on, let me get some of that 2015, 16 stuff here. I'm like, yo, I need the big stage and the bright lights. That's Jordan. Okay, so he's going, Jordan. <laughs> or at least, at least he's convinced he is. I don't know if he's there. Right, right, right. <laughs> Jordan Poole's yeah. ready. Yeah. Jordan Poole will, is going to chuck it when Steph's. Yeah, Steph's going to be one shot from the record, and it's going to be Jordan Poole taking I'm two. I'm telling you, three. it's going to be like, like TK. Remember when? Uh, remember when uh, Jerry Rice final game and Terrell Owens yeah. caught oh, twenty two? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, Jordan yeah. Poole's yeah. got that in him to where he's like, "Yo, I know this is your day, Steph." But I'm hot, so let me go. Yeah, so, hey, clear out, clear out. Hey, Steph, get so in the it's corner. Gonna be, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like All Star in 2009 when MJ hits the baseline jumper with six seconds left. Everyone's like, MJ won the game in his last All Star game. Isn't this great? And Kobe's, and Kobe's like, said, oh, hold on, F that. Give me the ball. Yeah, yeah. Make yep. a foul and shoot these free throws and send it to overtime. Jordan Poole definitely has some of that in him. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're gonna be so happy to get this over with, no question. And I you know Steph's not shooting the ball. That's the thing. He's not shooting the ball well this season. He's just not. And he's still immensely valuable. Uh, obviously, the defenses react crazily to him. So it gets yeah. Kavon Looney bucket. Like, Kavon Looney's shooting 10 times. Something's interesting going on. But, you know, <laughs> he's making seven of them. And Draymond's making seven to 10 just because they're wide open. Nobody's guarding them. So right. all that fits. And then at some point, Steph's just going to go, you know, he's going to go 40, 42, 50, 42, 45. Like, there's just going to yeah. be that run like he did last season. Well, yeah. And we haven't seen it yet. I think they're going to get through this. And then they got Clay. Like, that's all, like, this whole you're right da it, it is good to hear like marcus and i get immersed in it or sometimes like you know everything is just we're dealing with everything at one one at a time but every there's always something going on with this team and that's yeah. fun and that's good but yeah this is all going on meanwhile there's clay right on the horizon like literally <laughs> right that's gonna be a pretty big deal like that, they've been talking about that for two years when clay right. comes back that's coming either end of this month or beginning of next month and then you got Wiseman, which, you know, for the Warriors, maybe not for the league, it's a big deal, but the Warriors, it's a big sure, deal. It's just to see sure. this guy. You got Jonathan Gaminga doing it. Like, they've got these things that are always worth a conversation, always worth, you know, whether we call it hype or whatever. Yeah. Like, these yeah. things are around them, and they are used to it. This one, I think, is, has gotten to them a little bit, the Steph record, just because it's a number. It's like they got to get to it. It isn't like just play well. It's like they got to get to this spot, and then they get over it, and I think it will be just massive relief. And if, if it ever gets dull, if there ever isn't anything, you always got Draymond. No, I was going to say, Draymond <laughs> will, will give, give you, three you or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's funny because I wondered last year, and I had, you know, and I'm sure you all did too, the idea that there wasn't going to be a bridge between Steph and Wiseman and, and all of the young guys that they were hoping could take the mantle. The, the, the sentiment among many, not all, but among many in the league was, I don't know how the Warriors get to the Wiseman era. How did they get there and keep winning and keep Steph from like looking kind of sideways at what they're doing? And they've managed to do it. I don't know. <laughs> it's been it's been fascinating to me that 
that the, it's not the same group. I think Auto Helps certainly, uh, you know, certainly think uh, Elites has been been very good, but it's not like they brought in like a clear number two or a yeah, clear like, number three. Yeah, they try to they, yeah they try to get Patty Mills right. I mean, they yeah. try to get Patty, they try to get uh, Batum, Batum and neither one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, neither one. They didn't take the the, the taxpayer mid level, so they kind of went the other way. Then Otto Porter, Bielitsa, yeah. but yeah, but then Gary Payton too just steps on the floor and is a dominant defensive player. And Jordan, Poole I would say that around step, Da, yeah. who's been <laughs> Da's been talking <laughs> about GP two forever. He's not, oh, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, shocked yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Was he doing this? Was he was he was he this player in Dude, in? in, in, in we, we said I told I said this last week, and I said it when GP was on that when he was here in DC, me and Fred Katz every night would be like DMing each other. Why isn't this guy playing more? Like this guy needs to build. He started like I don't know how many games he started. He started a few games, and then all of a sudden he goes into deep freeze. <laughs> he just not doesn't play. And yeah, it was like wait a minute, he's doing something every night to help mm-hmm. them be competitive and try to win a game. And it's not that I think he's a starter in this league, but he certainly should be playing in this league, yeah. you know, for the Wizards, you know, at the time. So, no, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've always been a big GP. Yeah, but that's how, but that, that's how they've done this bridge, though. I mean, it hasn't been the piece and this move and this thing. Because, listen, their lottery picks aren't playing, you know, or, or barely right. playing. Right. And Elisa's, like, might be getting pushed out of the rotation. Yeah. Marcus <laughs> might be leading that charge, and I might be agreeing with him. Uh it's very, you got to pick your spots with him clearly. Yeah. Uh, but they've gotten, you know, they want to Scott Anderson. They just got these things that have sort of fit, fit well, fit well for this five game stretch. And they move to someone else for a five game stretch. And meanwhile, even if Steph's not scoring, the defenses have to just, just they're flying at him more than, than ever. Like this season, more than ever. Yeah. I think, I think with this record is certainly on everybody's minds, which I think has led to the Steph turnovers. He's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to get the record tonight. What the hell? And he starts flinging the ball around, <laughs> kind of like, you know, distracting, like, okay, this is what it's going to be. And right. last night he made like three of the stupidest Steph turnovers. That and was he's, to, you know, I guess, uh, Wiggins? The sideline? Like, the side side I was like, what? Yeah. He still yeah. had a live like, dribble. He just like he's took a dribble. Leading, fading it, it wouldn't have been a great pass if Wiggins was actually standing there because it could have been intercepted. <laughs> but it was so bad that it right. couldn't even be intercepted. Because he threw, uh, it just, well, I think it just, that's when I think the record stuff gets in his head. Not that he's so desperate to get it and he's frustrated. It's more, okay, you guys are so set on me not getting it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm, you know, it's like, okay, one, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And yeah. for him, that's the one handed, left handed behind the back. Plays of insanity, is, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> and that's, he, he does that. It was seven turnovers, I think. He doesn't shoot great, and he's a plus 17 last night. Like, that's just, that's the weight of this. That, that's the power of this. Uh, somebody just tweeted to me, when do you think, you know, if he's in this extended shooting slump, like, what point do you think, it, how long will it last before defense stop jumping at him? I said, oh, 2024, maybe. 2020, <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know what the point is where defense won't, like, triple team stuff. They, this, this is, yeah, he's going to be 42 years old, you know, <laughs> Tom Brady, you know, and sure. there's going to be guys flying at him because they have to. And Kevon yeah. Looney will... 
be 27 years old, I think, in seven years. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and we'll still be getting those little runner, runner, whatever shots he does. And we incredible, had an incredible game last night. I, I make fun of Looney a lot, but he had an incredible game. And the shot to win. The Kevon Looney offense wins that game yeah. for the Warriors. That's, that's why they're winning. That's the bridge. But it is, it, 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 I don't think, I mean, hey, I, Marcus and I know they did not expect this. They did not expect this. No. Right, they expected right. You know, top end third seed, but more likely four or five seed. Like third seed with Clay. Clay comes yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay comes, you know, so maybe they're like, you know, a little bit above 500. Clay yeah, comes hang back. Yeah, so Clay's yeah. back, and then we make our move. Yeah, and then, right? then you just explode, and then the team you don't want to play in the playoffs. And yeah. they did not expect this. And it's obviously credit to Steph and Draymond, but these guys haven't been spectacular, but they just been, they fit. And they'll go back to 15 and 5 last season. That's where they really thought it started. You know, mm-hmm. when Wiseman went out, Kelly Oubre went out, and things just started clicking. It wasn't the hardest schedule in the history of the world, but they just started running. They started, you know, spreading the floor. It's just all Steph. Everything complements Steph. We're not going to try to work it any other way. They go 15 and 5, losing the two play in games, but they just felt they had something. And, you know, we've heard coaches say this before like, yeah, right. It's not going to, it's not going to extend in next season. Next season is a whole different thing. Right. Different roster. Your players are older, players are more experienced, period, whatever. Uh, And it's been right. I mean, 15 and 5 has turned into 22 and 5. Like, is that what they are? I think they are 22 and 5. Like, it's just been a little bit of a flow into it. And then they got it right. Like that, you have to say they got this right. And even though I don't think all of this was exactly planned, but they felt something was they picked something up in 15, finishing fifteen to five last season, and it's very similar to what we've seen with a few better pieces, with with some more better players. And then they've got Clay and Wiseman coming back, which is yeah. which is the amazing. And Steph hasn't even shot the ball well. He has, yeah, Steph, he, he has. He's had a couple really good games, but there's been no run. And Steph is a he's a streaky shooter when he gets going like this thing. He could go thermonuclear for three weeks and it hadn't hadn't happened yet and they're 22 and 5. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. I got, I got a question for you two, uh, you, um, my OGs. Uh, yes, sir. Ray Allen came out the other day. I think he was on a Dan Patrick show. And I think Dan Patrick called Steph Curry the greatest shooter. And, and Ray <laughs> was like, hold on. <laughs> hold on, you know. Uh, so, but but the thought the thought is interesting. Uh, you know, there was there was a time where the three point shot just wasn't that central to the game. Yeah. But there were yeah. great shooters. Uh, obviously, many are saying Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. But I'm just curious from the players that you've seen and covered, have been up close with, knowing their mentality and kind of how they work. Like who who would be, who could be in this spot? If they thought 
the way players think now. Like, I mean, obviously, to me, the first one comes to mind is Larry Bird. Like, there's just no way you can mm-hmm. tell me Larry yep. Bird would not be here. But right. he was a playmaker, right? Like, he, it wasn't about right. shucking he, a I bunch think, of like, threes. What was the season high? It was like 73. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that. Look it's at some it, right? unbelievable number. They, yeah. just, they just didn't think of it that way back then. Like, it was a, it was literally a dagger shot. It was a shot that you took twice a game. Or when you were behind, swings, you needed to you know? catch mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, it just wasn't focal. It wasn't the, it wasn't the thing that you hunted every night. It was the thing that happened because of action, you went inside first and the ball started moving around. So it's just different. It's it's a, it's impossible to say. Certainly Bird. I think a guy like Dale Ellis would have been a mm. killer now. Like Dale Ellis played with a mean streak. Like he didn't want – like he thought he should dominate everybody. But I think that's and his key shot, though, he was on, like you can When Dale Ellis was on, yeah. the net didn't yeah. move yeah. when Dale Ellis was on. I do think <laughs> a lot of it is – The didn't move when he, made, when he was making threes. Like he was – his shot was so pure it was ridiculous when he, and and he just but again volume there just wasn't the volume back then but you had to have that mentality right like and yes. but so it's the it's the volume it's the mentality and you still got to be good enough to keep doing it at that volume because oh, a, no a lot of dudes yeah, start getting them up and the percentage go down and it's like all right hold on right, right. Let, <laughs> let me go back or, or the coach or, or the coach yeah the coach is saying you are not doing so it that's anymore. what I'm thinking who are the guys yeah, who yeah. are like like Dale Ellis was a great one who were like yo they would have had the mentality, they would have had those volume, and they would have been good enough to keep doing it. But here's the oh, Steph, here's the Steph thing that we've all talked about. I think Mark, you wrote it's the fact that he can he's a spot up shooter as the, one of the best the world's ever seen, and he dribbles into his three pointers. Yes, like yes. those. I, I can't like D- D- yeah. You there's mentioned no like, yeah, you there's mentioned no incredible. Yeah, like there's that. there's yeah. nothing like that. There just is Reggie wasn't like that. Ray no, Allen wasn't like that. Reggie so came like, off the screens. Exactly. And he was great. He's like he's one of the best ever. You know. Exactly. Ray Allen is the only guy that's even in the conversation to me in terms of being able to cr- come off the dribble and rise because he did have the one dribble pull up i mean he did have that but he didn't use it a lot it was well you know it was mostly pin downs coming off so um when when i did the story when we had that series a couple years ago about three the history of the three-pointer in the athletic and i wrote that the allen three against san antonio is the greatest three in the history Mm -hmm. of the game and i still believe that by the way i talked i got i talked to ray about it and i mentioned this in passing not even like to try to make a point or anything i was like the closest defender to you was Manu Ginobili and he fell down when he was trying to get the rebound. And so you had a really open look. I mean, the footwork was incredible, but mm-hmm. the bottom line is they couldn't get to you. And I said, do you think it would have been any different if Ginobili had been able to get out to you? And he said very calmly, well, I don't think he would have had the wherewithal to contest the shot. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, wow. shit. Wherewithal. He's throwing, wow. he's throwing wherewithal at people. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, this is this guy's a professional. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That is, yeah, that is great. And you know so, what? Yeah. I just think that I would say Ray Allen is right there with Steph mm-hmm. like if, of the shooters I've seen. I, from I watched him at UConn, played yeah. UCLA, and in, in, was the Final Four regional final. I just watched that guy. This guy is the pure so shooter good. I had seen at that point. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, good. good. <laughs> and and throughout his NBA career, but I think Steph is the most significant shooter. Is no the way question. I would put it. Yeah, I don't think like, any just because when you just with the importance of the shot, change the game. Yeah, it, it just yeah, and 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 continues through till now yeah. where it yeah. just warps the game. It changes Geometry of the yeah, floor everything is that's out everything. there. Yeah. Uh, he's the most significant. But yeah, you could say you know 
you know, Rick Mount or whatever. I mean, the, you, you hear about the old series, all these guys, <laughs> Gail Jerry Goodrich, West, baby. Yeah, Jerry West. Gail, yeah, Gail Good, yeah, Here's there's a, a whole bunch who, of people. I, I don't know. Maybe I just remember it like largely from uh, my youth and it just seems so amazing. But Drazen Petrovich felt like a guy. Oh yeah. Oh, Drazen no, didn't no, give a damn. Yeah, 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 give me that. Just, Drazen was yep. cold blooded. Yes. That, that's who Reggie says is the great, was it his yeah. favorite yeah. shooter? No, but Reggie was, a, I think Reggie would have been in this era would have been close. Reggie, because yep. Reggie wanted to take the shot. He wanted to embarrass you. He wanted and to I destroy you. And I think six, seven mentally. matters, man. Like, that too. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's that off. Like, can put it yeah. over people. No question. Yeah. Yeah, I go Reggie, back to when, when Mark Jackson first called Clay and Steph the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. And, you know, I was writing it. And so, like, I, okay, it's bombastic. Right. It's probably not true. And at that point, you know, it was two years into it, whatever it was. Yeah. It did feel crazy, though. It. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it was typical Mark. And it yeah. did feel like it was probably a, three years too early. Yeah. But you went back and looked at it. And like that like series, they left that series. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you walked out of that series like, all right, Mark, you might... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he saw something clearly in practices. He saw like this is like Joe Lacob wasn't saying this stuff. And he's certainly not one to back down from a a, a commanding statement. Jerry, (laughs) you know, I thought West and Goodwich probably would have been the next competitive would have been the one you would have been able to compare it to. And Jerry wasn't like saying it. He wasn't like disagreeing or anything but he just wasn't saying that it just was yeah. it's pretty amazing for mark i'll give i'll always give him credit for giving those two guys the total leeway just not only that you can do it just shoot whenever you're supposed to do it like this yeah. is what i want you to do don't yeah. don't like it's not about conscious it's not but like, this is the best team thing for our team and they took that and they just kept going and mm-hmm. I remember, like the San Antonio series, they they should have beat San Antonio uh, that that year in the playoffs, second round. And it was just like Clay and Steph. I mean, I sat on courtside for like one of those games. I think the one they won, they oh, they should have won game, game one. Two, they yeah. lost in overtime. That was the, game, game two. one. Was the Ginobili shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Steph went a lot off of game, game, one, game one, and then yeah. San Antonio yeah, was like, "We got to stop saying We got to stop Steph." And then Clay went off in game two. Exactly. I was sitting. At half court, and literally, it felt like Clay would take two steps past half court, get the pass, and shoot immediately. Like it wasn't even; it was ridiculous. The stuff you yeah. see in pickup games, like I've seen Don McLean and and a few <laughs> other guys, like you know these legendary yeah. Slay pickup games. So they, they take Chris Mullen. You watch Chris Mullen in a pickup; right. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's a pickup game. Like this was an NBA playoff game on the road, and Clay. It was unbelievable. And Steph was pretty good that game too. But yeah. Steph was uh, Clay was unbelievable. He's like. Okay, Mark Jackson has seen yep. the future. Like he saw, it. he saw it. He saw it. That was the game because I was like, "What?" Oh my God. <laughs> people, yeah. were people were going crazy. I covered that game. <laughs> yeah. After I covered, and I covered the the Clippers series before, and I had seen them, and they were really good. I'm not. Mm-hmm. They were, but that game in San Antonio was the one that I went. Oh my God! Yep, yep, <laughs> These yep. guys are yep. unreal. Like, it, and, and and it isn't just like isn't it fun? Couple shooters, run teams. Yeah. No, no. This is like this could be winning. This yeah, could, this yeah. could be what you build everything around. And it clearly, yeah, there, was. there was one play yeah. in that San Antonio series. I remember going home to watch the game, and Chris Weber was on the call, and mm-hmm. like Steph was dribbling in front of Tony Parker, and he lost the dribble, so he just like where he was picked it up and shot it. And Chris Weber is so like befuddled, like a lot of you, like he just he didn't have the ball, like 
<laughs> it was just like <laughs> it was just like yo. He really just like was yeah. losing the ball. It was like yo, I'm I'm about to turn it over, so maybe I should just shoot. And he just picked yeah. it up and shot it. It was like yeah. that didn't yeah. move. It was crazy. I've told Seth, I think he's better in the scramble situations where he's like, you know, whatever, open shot, open shot. But like yeah. when he's flipping around and he's trying to figure out where he's on the court and he just turns and shoots without even thinking it, like yeah. that ball goes down so often. It's just, it's just hand-eye coordination. It's rhythm, it's feel, whatever it, it all is. And it's funny when, when those things happen, when it's a little broken, yeah, that's that, that guy is the, the killer of all killers. So uh, and it, yeah, it's been amazing to, to uh, I just flashing back to the, those early years with Stephen Clay. And again, I'll just go to I didn't see it coming. And Mark Jackson saw it coming. Yeah. And then those two saw it coming after Mark saw it. Like they right. didn't think it like that. But then Mark started telling him that. They're like, hey, I, I asked Steph once not too long. Like, did Mark tell you he was going to say that? Or did Mark tell you like you were this before he went public? He goes, no, it's typical Mark. He just said it publicly first. <laughs> and that's it. There we are. Okay. We're greatest yeah. shooting backcourt of all time. And then it happened. Uh, pretty remarkable. But yeah. And by the way, Clay's still coming back. Clay, Mark, Clay's coming Mark back. Mark Jackson, the Boudini Brown of basketball, right? Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think he will accept that. I think he will accept that. Absolutely. Oh, you no, know he would. No, his love Yeah, absolutely. So, you, Timmy, you wrote last week definitively, pretty, pretty strongly, they are not trading James Wiseman. And I'm like, okay, that's probably true, mm. but... <laughs> Listen, they lose seven in a, they lose seven in a row and everybody's pounding this thing. They need a center, they need a center. Okay, that, that and somebody becomes available. Yeah. Theoretically, in that one out of fifty chance, right. I think they would consider it. And if somebody great comes available, who is they? They, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's one day who's not considered. There's one person who's not there's one person who is pretty powerful there who right. will not do it. Right. Uh, but he can be convinced. Uh, yeah. But not. Yeah. I, it would take a whole lot of things to happen that are very unlikely to happen for, the, for them to even consider it. They would have to start losing games. There's no question. They'd have to start losing games and they go, well, wait a minute here. What's, how do we stabilize this? They, they're probably not going to lose. They sure don't think they're going to lose games. And yeah. they've got Clay coming. Even if they start losing games, they still got Clay coming. And then they want to see Wiseman. So all of these, like, and forget about that they think Wiseman is, a, you know, just a, a foundational player. They do think yeah. this. And they think this more than most, almost all other teams. So, what value are you getting for him? If you think he's great and right, other teams right, right. don't, so are you getting right. that great player? Uh, and he's there. Like, if you just look at the salaries, you just look at what they owe everybody and do the. They can't pay another player. Like, they can't literally, unless they're trading Wiggins along with who might be the other untouchable yeah. piece at this yeah, exactly. point right? yeah. and who they absolutely value more than anybody else yeah. so yeah. that you, you start doing that kind of you know Django with with the salary cap and yeah. the luxury tax and it's just like this is why they're saying it it isn't just because they love Wiseman although they love Wiseman they're saying it because they love Wiseman and it wouldn't really be practical for them to trade him unless they're getting Giannis back, unless they're yeah. getting, you know, Durant. And again, they're not getting those guys. Right. So that's why they can say, no, they're not saying it because there is no, you know, they can see no way that trading Wiseman <laughs> would improve their team. They're saying there's no, 
practical way that trading him would, would improve their team. And plus, they, you know, they think they got a really good team. Like they, they're not thinking, oh, one yeah. more piece. You know, just we just got to get Miles Turner, and then we'll be even. They're not sure they would be that much better with Miles Turner. No, they would be somewhat better. Well, I think, but, be, yeah, yeah, they'd be yeah. better in some ways, but yeah. not demonstrably overall. I, I, I wasn't well, like, there'd be games, would they be better? Be they wouldn't based on what they have to give up to get them. That yeah, right, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, and whether that's for this year or the next year or the year after that, and there would be games where Steve Kerr would not close with with Miles Turner. Like if they yeah. had him on this team, there would be damn sure games where they don't close with Demodis Sabonis, who I love as a player. Yeah. But they go with Draymond to close games. Like that's how sure, they sure, have sure, done sure. this. As they so should. As they yeah, should. it's it's just a tricky thing. Again, like. Again, Marcus and I, you know, we've heard this ringing in our ears for two years now. They're not, well, actually, only one year, right? It's only really been one year since they yeah, drafted James Wise. Yeah. But for two seasons, right. this when it was is, obvious they were going to get yeah, yeah. a top two pick. Yeah, this is the guy. This is the guy they think is going to be one of their leads. You know, now maybe Kaminga's the other one, Jordan Poole's another one. Whenever this Steph run ends, like who 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 knows? Or to help Steph at the end when yeah. Steph is isn't this player. And so it isn't like for, for me and MT or people on the team, it, it isn't like this shocking thing, but it was like around the league. It's like, well, you're going to eventually going to move, right? I mean, eventually they're going to have to start thinking about it. And that's why I wrote that piece was like, check one more time. And they're, <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure about this. Right. And, and, and it's, you know, it's also, you know, <clears throat> practically if Draymond isn't the defensive player, that he is right now, let's say in two seasons. I mean, we could have, I mean, if we even this season is, is saying a lot that he's making made this far, but let's say it's two more seasons. Who's going to protect the rim for them. They think they got James Wiseman. Like they don't have and, to go searching for that person. Yeah. And coming right. and, 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 right. and they'll be 23 and 22 at that point. Like right. they just like the way this has shaped out again, not that they predicted this, but they predicted some version of this with the sense that, okay, even when this great thing comes to an end and they want it to, to go on as, as long as possible, clearly, but even then, and when they're paying Steph $52 million, they need somebody making $9 million who's really good. And yeah. their idea is it's going to be Jonathan Ming, it's going to be James Wiseman. That's just, they're set on that. And again, practically, even if you say, okay, that is a little bit of exaggeration when they say absolutely won't trade him, but they won't trade him for, there's nothing going to be a, a available that's going to entice them. This is yeah. at least, at least now going into February and the trade deadline. So I'll just say they're not trading James Wiseman. And then for a lot of interesting reasons, but a lot of just plain dollar reasons, because then they'd have to, to, to not take a massive crunch on the long-term luxury tax payments. They'd have to put Wiseman in with Wiggins, and they're not doing either. Like they're not doing either thing. Right. So unless it's you know, for yeah, Giannis. Da, 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 yeah. It's not Ben Simmons. You know, it's right. not Miles wow. Turner. It's not. It's right, not the, right. the guys who they could could get. That's not who they do it for. They do it for the guys you can't get. So then they're, right. not, they're not. And, and I do think there's a part of just how the franchise works that likes building their own stars right they like yep. they like you know like you could get well, who's the star that they inherited i'm trying to think yeah, they, who's they, the one they, they, <laughs> they, they like that they like the idea like you get a miles turner and like you know he'll be good he can do x y and z but can he right. play warriors basketball right that, that's yeah. a yeah. that's a big big deal to them and they've gotten guys like wiggins to come over that's why they love wiggins so much like they brought him in and he learned how to play their way, and he looks better for it, and it makes their whole situation look better, right? You get Jordan right. Poole, like you know, you start seeing these guys come in, 
And that's all a boon to how they do things. It all starts with yeah. Steph, but just, you know, if they can develop Kaminga and Wiseman the way they like to play, it's, it's, it's tough to find something better than that, like, on the market. That, that, like, that's the hard part. Even though Miles Turner is like Kevon Looney, like, that dude is like, perennially 19 right like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so you think there's been in the league 14 years yeah. he's 23 years old <laughs> like, coming up on his rookie extension crazy. That <laughs> dude is young. like he's a year older yeah. than chris duarte who just got yeah. drafted like that's wild just to <laughs> right. but i do think they like yeah, they, they look at wiseman yeah. and kamiga and like nah these watch when we finish with him Right, like watch right, where right, we yeah. get done when, with yeah. them. When they're, right, when they're done with boarding oh, see, school. Right? You know, going back to that question, you asked how do they do this bridge? I we should have mentioned Wiggins because yeah, that's yeah. how they do it. Like he was okay yeah. to good last season and, and right. very good at the end, and he's just picked that up. He became the bar, like, right? Yeah, like yeah, like that. Like that's they, when they have Wiggins on the floor, they're just may make sense in a lot of ways, right. and their roster just settles in. And he's important. He's not going to score 35 every night. No. He's not going to score 35 every four nights. But the other stuff that he does, the defense, right. they, can, they, can, they can try to go get a bucket. And that's and he's 26 years old. Like right. that's mm-hmm. been the, like that's a perfect bridge age, right? That is the perfect yeah. bridge age. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been real. If they don't have him, I'm not saying they would be a bad team, but they would be. A, you know, a lot of they these would be weird close things to twenty two and five. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a lot of these weird things we see about them like hey also they don't have anybody who can score what you know they're the warriors and memphis is completely shutting them down that would happen a lot more often if, if wiggins wasn't on this team and he's playing yeah. playing 35 minutes tonight and they need him out also there. guards yeah. would be torching them <laughs> yes yeah. yes right, right. Or, or you know or, or they just have to play a purely defensive yeah. player yeah. and and that would hurt them even more offensively so like he he's not kevin durant you know and he's not andre Iguodala in his in his prime but they were right again. Joe Lacob told Marcus Thompson this. By the way, he told him this. This best trade in a long time, and it freaking that's turned out. I still, I still think they could have got another pick from Minnesota, but I stand. For- <laughs> Are you struggling to close deals? B two B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high value customers, drive higher revenue and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah. Hey, yeah, D- yeah, DA, yes. what was it like in the building? I wasn't, we weren't there, uh, obviously. Uh, right. I feel Saturday? it, yeah. Uh, you, oh, it was crazy. It was a great crowd. Brooklyn great was crazy, crowd. but it's just, for on TV, it, like, no, it looked it was like much more hyped, it was wild. It was much more hyped in Brooklyn. It was much yeah. more hyped in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The crowd was well, great. You, you, hear the, you can hear the ooh every time yeah. Steph yeah. went up for a shot. People was, were, yeah, there was that that buzz in the audience every time he caught the ball on the offensive side of the floor. Mm-hmm. didn't matter where it was. It was great. And it was, I, I'll say this, it was not that it was a revelation, but just watching Tybal defend him. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, that kid's yeah. good. <laughs> How is he not starting? That's what I get. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, why isn't he starting? Like, he's, I don't know. But he's, I, I, he's I don't understand these teams. Like, I don't get it. It's like you have the league is full of guards who will destroy you if you can't guard them. Why aren't the guys who can guard them more yeah. valued? I don't. I yeah, don't understand I've, that. I've only, like, I've only asked this question for 30 years, Marcus. <laughs> it just doesn't make any Why? sense. You like, say you say defense matters and you can't win without defense and you never pay people to play defense. Ever. You never pay them what 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 you pay people to score. Ever. Not, not even Lou Dort, yep, who's, yep. who was a great defender. Great on-ball defender. You know, what did he get? 15 for five? And, and everybody was like, yeah, that's, that's a fair deal for Lou Dort. You know, like, um, and or, or it was more than that, but it was not a hundred million. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, so. Draymond got a hundred. He's the exception. He's the exception. You have to literally be one of the best defensive players of all time to get to get that contract. Well, there was a whole debate, like, is Ben Wallace really a Hall of Famer? I think, what? How is this even a question? It's a question if you didn't watch him play. Yeah, or just like, you just look at the box score. and Oh, my God. You know, it's just that 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 does it. And you're right, DA. It's like coaches do this, too. They're like, Defense right. is all about defense. I'm going to coach him on defense, and it's I'm going to play my offensive guys. Though it's like, right. wait a minute here, that doesn't make sense. And like we see this with Curry, plays defensive guys first. It's like, <laughs> they're, they're like it does. Yeah. Like you see that on the floor. You know, look the difference. Like Juan Toscano Anderson is not a very good offensive player. There's, yeah. he, he does a lot of stuff that isn't great offensively. But when he's on the floor, he plays defense. He, he knocks people yeah. around, and yeah. like. Obviously, you have to have Steph Curry on the floor too. Yeah. But you need those other. You can't just have offensive guys. Even you know, if you're going to be the number one offensive rated team, like you just can't do that. And it just makes me angry. When I'm, <laughs> we're doing this. We're doing this 75th, you know, top 75 all time. And and I wrote it because I was angry. I said, if you don't understand why Dennis Rodman is not one of the 75 uh, greatest players of all time, you don't know basketball. Yeah, you, you do just, not. You don't. You don't know the game. You should shut up. I think a part because of that is you didn't see him. Like you had to, you had to yeah. be there to yeah. understand. Like there was an element that will never be present in box scores. It will never be present right. in analytics. Yeah. You just had to 
watch it <laughs> and understand. Like, like you just have, like, well, that's what I feel. Yeah, I feel that way about Scotty. I, I you know, yeah. again, he gets tons of conversation because he's Scotty and he was right. Michael's number two. But he, the, I don't know. I think he's valued correctly yeah. for yeah. what he really. I mean, he was a ridiculously you know versatile player yeah yeah in every single facet of the game and i i mean again this is maybe like kind of revealing when i was growing up but those are the teams i was watching when i was growing up sure. and it was so valuable jerome kersey was another one yeah. of my favorite like those guys i just thought they win they're winning right. players they and yet Absolutely. They don't. They fight for their contracts. They right. bounce around, and they're not considered. Like Danny Green is a way lesser version of that. But how yeah. many championships does a man have to win <laughs> in yeah. order to be considered a pretty, really good player? Like he's right. a maybe not right now, but for that eight year run. Yeah. No, I agree. Credit to that. Credit to Kyle Lowry. Kyle Kyle Lowry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's and that's you know what I what what you heard last year was that. You know that's why Philly wouldn't do the deal with Toronto for Kyle Lowry because they wanted they wanted Thibault back. You know, really, as part yeah. of the package. So yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like it's been done. You know, I didn't want to. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion, and I'm Shay Serrano, and we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Marcus, let me ask you this, and Timmy, jump in on this too, but uh, this is called Hoops Adjacent for a reason. Mm-hmm. Anybody in the Bay give a damn about the Raiders today? <laughs> Oh yeah, there's there's a man. It's a whole like parking lot. They still do. Yeah, it's like okay, fifteen people. Want, I'm, I'm asking. I'm not saying <laughs> about no, fifteen I'm or twenty asking. people who care. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, more than what I expected to be honest. Like the football, yeah, it's NFL. NFL. People people are still riding. You know, like I, I do feel like you bring that conversation up, you're inevitably gonna hear somebody say. You know, screw the Raiders, right? Or I'm done with them. But, <laughs> but, but well, I get man. the I get the feeling, TK. They're they're watching the games. <laughs> they're, uh, it's they're NFL. It's NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's a lesser degree of it, but it's they're not going to all of a sudden become 49 fans. Like that's not happening. Right, right, right. right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But, that's Ravens and Dees and the Washington team. It's not. There's yeah. no co-mingling. You know, like, like. <laughs> MT will love this conversation I had though today with our with our editor Zach Pierce. It's like at some point, and, and Mark Spears is kind of nudging me along this road, but he's right. I understand the economics. The Raiders had to go where they could get a stadium. And Las Vegas is where they could get a stadium. Mark Davis could not afford one. It couldn't work out with Oakland. But the Raiders will never be the same outside of Oakland. They'll never be the same. They were the they were the same in L.A. or, or a version of because Al was still around. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they, so whatever Al, they could move to Mars and still, and be, the still be the Raiders with Al. Yeah. But, but you take Al, obviously Al passed. And then you move them to Las Vegas. 
it's not the same and they're going to have tourists as they're you know going to games and yeah. they're going to be you know a transitory team and they're just going to be another nfl team i really do spears started me thinking about this and but i really started thinking about it more and i don't know if i'm going to write something about it but it just feels like they're just another team now and not an interesting team, right? Just another bland team. They had the Gruden. Gruden was kind of theme park, right? You try, let's go back and we'll, we'll recapture what we were. And we're going to be, he's going to make faces on the sidelines. And isn't this great? And it didn't, obviously it didn't work for a lot of different reasons. That's what they're just kind of this, uh, you know, they're the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the, you know, they're just a team. And in Las Vegas, it really highlights it because that's what Las Vegas is. It's just yeah. a kind of, you know, it's a it's manufactured. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's something that's kind of conjured in the desert and come go see it. And then you go home. And yeah. I feel I'm beginning to feel this about the Raiders. And, you know, I don't want to be like just Oakland had to be Oakland, but right. that was the soul of this team. They were crappy in Oakland too, by the way, right? For they, decades. But, yeah. Yeah. But they were crappy, like, oh my God, crappy for this area. Yeah. In Vegas, crap, eh, you know what? They'll go watch, you know, Adele. Yeah, we'll go to and, Bellagio next. Yeah. I, I do <laughs> think the Raiders yeah. are going to be an interesting case study about like where sports is headed and, as these prices get so high and these builders get so high, the teams get so high. Like, is there like, is, is what's being lost from the, you know, the city element, the regional element, oh, sure, the closeness sure, sure. is, the, is it made up for by the added profits? And, you know, right. well, warriors, warriors are going through that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but you know, right. this is what it is now. Like, Teams are going to cost $2 billion, $5 billion, right? The stadiums are going to cost $2 billion. Like the yeah, four, the yeah. family of four or $400, that's done. Like it's luxury. Yeah. Too. Like that's yeah. done. So yeah. now we're getting to see the ramifications of that. And you're going to like, you're going to see like, yo, it was it better. Was it better? Right. Was it a net positive that you went and got the big money, but you also lost this kind of indescribable intangible element that kind of defined it right hey d yeah. rfk stadium man yeah, I, I love that exactly. place i this love that place gibbs used to say you know there's there's crud hanging off of the ceilings and we <laughs> love that here you know yeah <laughs> i mean I, I again it's when i was first started in sports writing eagles at Redskins, man, yeah, it was it just was, unbelievable. It was, it was unbelievable. incredible. It was yeah. the atmosphere was unbelievable, and I just, you know, I missed that era. And just to my chagrin, I mean, I went to a few games, but as a fan, this was before I started. But mm. um, yeah, no, it's not the same. John Sally put it better than anybody who's ever put it when the when the Pistons moved from Joe Louis Arena where mm. they had been, or Cobo Hall Arena where they had been playing, and then the Silverdome where they had been playing, out to Auburn Hills, which is you know. <laughs> Auburn Hills. It's 31 <laughs> yeah. miles from Detroit. And Sally said, we used to play in front of the auto workers and now we play in front of the auto executives. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. That's exactly yeah. what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what's happened. And it's changed the game. And, uh, you know, my first trip, I stayed at a hotel in Detroit. I didn't know this. Like I was first on a beat. <laughs> I stayed at a hotel in Detroit. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, let's get to this game. And then I realized. How far? I had to go. Like, what, Thirty-one. Where the hell is this? Yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was late. I was like, yeah, but I'm in Detroit. Like, like I, I didn't know. I mean, it was all Detroit to me coming from Cali. But yeah. like, yo, that was way out there. Then there's like nothing out there. There's like uh, Applebee's. No, there's nothing. No. I was just like, what, what is this? This is not the D. Right. 
Like, what are we? This is the future. <laughs> this is the future. That's what this is. <laughs> it's good to see that a lot of teams are coming back to the city. I mean, yeah. San Francisco. I mean, you know, the Warriors are. It's a little different because you're coming back to San Francisco, which is kind of its own. They like sports. I don't know that they love sports. Yeah, they like the 49ers, and then the 49ers moved. So. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. No, but no, downtown arenas are great. Stadiums are great. You know, A's are trying to pull this off. We'll, we'll yeah. see if that ever happens. Uh, but I just don't feel it. That Vegas was always the money play. And yeah. again, understandable. Right. But right. you really start to dissociate yourself, right. associate yourself from everything. Let's end on that. this. Let's end on this. Let's talk about, let's bring it back to the Warriors because you mentioned them now playing at Chase Center, which is just, a, you know, a palace and every bell and whistle you could possibly have. And I remember, and I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm Rick. Rick Welch, who I love, who's a great guy, saying, well, we're going to get about, you know, we're thinking maybe maybe 80% of the fans will come across. Mm -hmm. We have all these different ways we're going to get them across to, to Chase Center. Is it anywhere near 80%? MT, you know, you know, because of, of what fans? I think, yeah, yeah, of the same fans, of the same fans, same, <laughs> same fans. Yeah, yeah. Same but fans. I'll, I'll say Some this: so you know, you know, the Oracle fans, fan, I always say this. Yeah, it, that had changed. Yeah, too. that's what I was like, about to say. Like, yeah, there yeah, are yeah, a lot yeah. of fans who are from like mm -hmm. the suburbs, Walnut Creek, the outer area, who yeah, definitely have the ability to come. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah, by yeah. that. Yeah. But the yeah, yeah the, the the night the. Let's say the twenty the section two hundred. The, the section two hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah the we believe tw twenty two thousand seven fans. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Although probably you know, I don't know. I know. Yeah. I walk. Through, I, don't I walk. Know. I'm asking. I, I walk through the crowd to get to my seat every time. I you know kind of do it purposely, and I, I wouldn't say it's like. Like, hey, this is Oracle Prime, but there's there, there's a lot of familiar faces there. Okay, I mean, you know, That's they're paying they're paying yeah. a, a big number, and yeah. they're probably selling them off a lot of tickets throughout the seat right. to try to pay off for the seats. Uh, it it is, but the Oracle crowd by you know after the first championship, let's say. It changed dramatically, and they started charging a thousand dollars. Definitely for, when KD for, got for course, there, yeah, it yeah, was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a different crowd. You're, you're, After the you're starting to talk about yeah, over. yeah, yeah. Silicon Valley, yeah. you know, yeah. CEOs. That those right. were the, the first rows. They were like you literally. There's a picture, and there's Apple's guy and this yeah. guy's, and then right, like right, it's right, just right. boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. So that changed. So he's probably saying eighty percent of that. Yeah, you know, yeah. populace, yeah. and that's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that was going to be the question: like, if you're charging this rate, even in San Francisco, are you going to be able to pull this off? Like, is this going to? And guess who saved them? Steph Curry again. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, this run just right. made it. You know, like, okay, they're set. Like, the Jordan run in Chicago was probably what 14 years of, yeah. of really fascinating basketball right. this is right. going to be right there this is going to be right there and they got and a new so, building out of it too yeah, you know they got like, a new <laughs> building out of it and they're still getting sellouts out of it right, right. or it had just well, ended yeah, or whatever it was many, but yeah. yes still, so this will yeah. last another 20 years because just the vibe of it yeah. because this is what a sustained amount of you know incredible entertaining basketball will do for it and Wait, they've done it yeah. you know mm -hmm. and, you know and the crowd's different the crowds it's quieter in there there's no question yeah. but this is this is the price you pay and as i've said they'll take like joe lakeup sits on that friggin first row to start the third <laughs> quarter by himself 
for yeah. what it's like six minutes almost every single night because they're all eating crab claws yeah. in the bunker suites. <laughs> does he mind while he's seeing the dollars pour in? Like, does he mind that? You know, like, like there are times they when mind the people it enough he's to get brought some with fillers. Them. Yeah, they definitely might do that for the playoffs. They definitely might do that for the playoffs. But like, I'll see, I'll see Joe come in with like three guests. And then the start of the third quarter, it's just Joe. The three guests are still on the bunker suite. <laughs> even if they're Joe Lake, if they're not with them. Right, right. Uh, Joe's out there, though. Joe's out there. But, yeah, I uh, get, look, I, look, you can say what you want about Lake. And I know a lot of people do, but that dude, that dude put, took $2 billion out of his pocket, okay? Yep, <laughs> $2 yep. billion and built that thing. So I can't yep. – and that, I can't say anything. It. And he's paid insane luxury tax for years Exactly. Now, That's so. the other thing is w- yeah. when you do talk about the making moves around the tax, like they're paying $180 million in tax. <laughs> in ta- right. like, one, like you could not imagine that. Like t- most teams don't pay 180 for their payroll. And he's right. paying 180 <laughs> right. for his tax. Right. So just on that, he's brash. He, yeah. You know, he makes yeah. loud statements. He rubs people the wrong way sometimes. But what do you want an owner to do? You want him to win. You want him to pay for, pay what it costs, and that's what he's exactly. been doing. Exactly, exactly. All right, gents. I appreciate the, yeah. the Bay Area update um, and all things. Um, leave that five star review for us. You know how to do this on Apple, on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you hear this fine American podcast. Timmy, you're not familiar with this, but Marcus always tells the people what to do if they don't want to leave a five star review on any given episode. What should they do, Marcus? They should keep it to themselves, you haters. Tim Kawakami's going to block you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably already have. Probably already have. <laughs> all right. Later. Later. <laughs> His father, Dale Curry. Saw Dell, saw his mother Sonia. Bob McKillop, his college coach at Davidson, is here as well. The man standing right next to Coach McKillop is Larry Riley. He was the man who drafted Stephen Curry as a member of the Golden State Warriors. What a moment this must be. Mm. And the degree of difficulty, right? Doesn't matter if you've got one, two, three guys on them. Alec Burke closing quickly. A long three as Curry holds.